once more want to welcome any visitors here to St. John's and beg your pardon as I get over a, a chest cold here, so I'll hopefully keep it, keep it brief uh, this morning, but we have such wonderful readings that uh, break open our Eucharistic faith to us and just want to share a few a few ways of, of reading our scriptures this morning through, through Eucharistic eyes and to see how the Eucharist, as we reflect today, um, is really part of God's providential plan for the care of human beings, both in our bodily and in our, our spiritual needs. We already see in the Garden of Eden, the first gift that God gives to man and woman is the gift of food. God satisfies their, their physical uh, needs. The gift of food. He places them in a garden and fruit is in abundance. He's looking after um, what it means to be um, a human being created in the image and the likeness of God. We know how the story goes through the unfaithfulness of Adam and Eve. They lose access to uh, this food of uh, the tree of life. But through our Eucharistic faith, we can look back and reread this story now through the faithfulness and the obedience of Jesus. And we can see that once more, the fruit of the tree of life has become available to humankind through Jesus. The cross being the true tree of life and all of the fruits that come from his paschal mystery, from the cross of Jesus, the tree of life, we now gain access to uh, the tree of life once more and all of its abundant fruit. Uh, we experience the fruit of the cross every time we participate in the Eucharist, this memorial of his suffering and death. And so God brings about um, the renewal of our human condition through uh, this renewed food that we find in, in the Eucharist. Of course, turning to our Gospel of Mark today, the feeding of the 4,000. We see so much of what it means to um, share in the abundance and the generosity of, of our God shared with us. And even the way that Mark tells this story reflects the way that the early church community, who is already celebrating uh, the Eucharist, would go back to this story, that their memory of when Jesus shared this abundant meal um, with uh, the people on, on the mountain, this deserted place, and saw how even then Jesus was preparing them for, uh, for uh, the Eucharist, which would come to its full fruition um, only after his, his passion and his resurrection. But just a few things to note from this story. First, it teaches us to see the Eucharist as a sacrament of God's compassion for us. The story begins with Jesus, whose heart is moved with pity for the crowd. He notices their human hungers, their physical hungers. And God, in dealing with us, doesn't simply skip over our human or material needs to get to the more important spiritual needs. God always works through our, our physicality, our, our very human needs. God never neglects what is just most basic to, to, our, to our bodies. God doesn't bypass our bodies just to get to our souls. Um, God treats us uh, with the full dignity of our personhood. 
And so it's a reminder that every time we celebrate the Eucharist, we ought to be mindful of the needs of the poor and those who go hungry. A Eucharist that doesn't uh, train us to uh, be attentive to the hungers of the poor and, uh, and those who suffer injustices in our world would be a Eucharist in name only. It wouldn't be a true Eucharist, one that doesn't uh, make us more attentive to the needs and the injustices around us. We see this, for example, um, in one of the passages we'll reflect more on today in our retreat day, um, St. Paul um, and the Corinthian community. And when St. Paul addresses the abuses at the Lord's Supper in the Corinthian community, it's largely about the chasm that has broken open between uh, the more wealthy Christians and the more poor or working class Christians, and that there became a, a great disjunct and an inequality between their celebration and participation in the Eucharist. And so we see it's um, characteristic of Christians celebrating the Eucharist that we're not simply mindful of our, of our spiritual needs, we'll get to those, but that even our spiritual reception of the sacrament always ought to um, direct our, our attention and our care and our concern to be moved with pity to those who go without in very basic human, human ways. We see in uh, this gospel this basic formula, which is central to the early uh, Christian community celebration of the Eucharist, where Jesus, taking the seven loaves, gave thanks, broke them, and then gave them to the disciples. This basic pattern, Jesus giving thanks, breaking the bread, and giving it to the disciples will, as I'm sure you are well aware, will come up many more times throughout the gospel. It comes up at the Last Supper, where Jesus takes the bread, gives thanks, breaks it and gives it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body which will be given up for you. We also hear the same pattern in uh, uh, the Gospel of Luke in the road to Emmaus, which uh, later this afternoon, Father Dennis Billy, who will be with us, will break open this passage. But the same connection, giving thanks, breaking and giving it to his disciples, ought to trigger in our minds a Eucharistic pattern of our lives, that we, too, in a worthy reception of the Eucharist, begin to live our lives according to this pattern. Our lives are given for others. Do we give thanks for our lives, the gift of our lives? Are we broken open for others? And do we offer ourselves freely, giving ourselves, so that we live truly Eucharistic lives, and when we begin to pattern our lives on the Eucharist, we begin to see God's abundance at work, true satisfaction through the way that we live our, our lives. And so, in addition to being the sacrament of God's compassion for us, the Eucharist is the sacrament of abundance, an abundance where there are many fragments, leftovers from God feeding the 4,000 just with seven loaves and a few fishes. Whenever we give ourselves to God, there's always much more left over 
there's more to us than we, be, than we even understood when we begin to see our lives lived Eucharistically through Jesus. And so as we go forth today, um, whether it's in our study or conversation or simply off to the, the daily needs, um, physical, material, spiritual needs of our families, may we, through our reception of the Eucharist, be more compassionate, um, members of the body of Christ, and also experience and to share the abundance which God um, has in store for all of us.